Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me in the studio, as always, we have youth's very own Whitney Bess. Hello. Guys, we are giving you a break from Whitney's <laughs> Praise the Lord. feeble attempt at an air horn. Hey, you're going to do a, a recording next week. I'm going to do one. People I just don't like know what it. it is. Wait, I have to hear the air horn. I want to hear okay. it. Oh, no. We got a special oh, no. guest. Um, we'll intro her in a minute. But for anybody who hasn't heard this yet, quick backstory. We we're like, we need to get some more of our little sound effects on here. Let's get an air horn. Let's do whatever. And Whitney's like, I can do an incredible <laughs> air horn impression. So we didn't even like so tell her to do it. We just started recording. We're like, okay, go for it. Here's Whitney Bess's air horn. And Andrew can't even hold it together enough. He literally like, like, what? what? The heck is that? <laughs> I heard him. He said, what? Yeah. What? He uh, <laughs> always is challenging me, correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, Whitney's in the studio. And with us, we have a special guest. She is a content creator who recently moved out from uh, to Denver from L.A. Yep. She got married to a guy named Connor, who is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Yep. Takes amazing tattoos, pictures. Amazing tattoos. Oh, yeah. Conrad photo. Uh, Instagram handle. Hey. Also, let's get this boy on a motorcycle. And <laughs> get this. They met at church for oh, everybody Oh, that listening. deserves like the little love the emoji. Little... Yeah, they that met one. at church. Church is the best place to meet. Spouse, so true. <laughs> and then, guys, she has currently just started working with our Red Rocks worship team as the creative director. Give Ooh. it up for our special guest, <clears throat> Jesse Robertson. <laughs> Praise hands. We'll spare you, Jesse. Give us an air horn, real quick. What's your What's your best <laughs> oh, attempt okay. at an air horn? I'd probably be the same. Okay, ready. Guys, air horn is like. It sounds like a pea shooter or something like that, like a little Star Wars laser. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys, we're off to a solid start. Um, All right, Jesse, give us a what's new in your life and what's like something really cool that you learned, happened to, discovered this week. Oh, mm. well, first of all, hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, really cool story. So I, Connor and I are really into perfumes, colognes, anything that smells good. Any, anyone who's been to our house knows. Yep. <laughs> it always smells good. Yep. Um, so I, I had this really nice uh, Tom Ford perfume. Okay, don't judge me. It's so expensive. But I, I just love it. Um, and last week, I was on my way out the door to church, and I dropped it. It shattered all over the floor. Oh, and your immediate bad mood. Literally. And <laughs> yeah. what was bad about it is I had to go. I was late to rehearsals. Yeah. And I, so I had, like, perfume splatters all over my <laughs> pants. And then I ran into our bedroom because Connor was still sleeping. I was like, babe, I'm I'm so sorry there's just a whole mess in the bathroom. Sorry in advance. <laughs> and then when I when I got home, he was like, "We're not we're not gonna talk about it because it's like it's expensive." <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "No, we're not gonna talk about it." Anyways, we were at Nordstrom this last week, just just perusing, mm-hmm. and we stopped by the counter, and the lady who sold us the perfume was there, and just in casual conversation, I was just, oh, I'm so bummed. I, sh- I shattered my perfume. I dropped it, and she's like, oh, I- oh I'll give you another bottle. Let me oh just see your receipt. Gosh. I'll give you another bottle. And I was like, Nordstrom. What? Yes. For the win. Nordstrom what? for the win. They're insane. Guys. They are. So <laughs> they buy are. everything from Nordstrom. Yeah. <laughs> they will take it back. Yeah, seriously. I've, I've even heard rumors. I have no idea if this is true, but they'll even like accept things you didn't buy there. Oh. <laughs> like, I think you're thinking well, like, Walmart. If, if it's on the same, I think bra- that's Walmart. If it's on the same brand, like if it's sure. like a brand okay. they carry, like Free okay. People or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh. So, and then, guys, Whitney, she's trying to get us sponsored. Whitney has something really cool that she oh, yeah. wants to share. Okay, listen to this. this listen to this. Southwest is having deals right now to Hawaii. We literally are going for my 29th birthday. Three hundred dollars round trip. 
Amazing. Are you talking about your 20th birthday? 29. 29. <laughs> oh. 29. Oh, sad. I could say I'm 20 again. Um. <laughs> anyways, so if I said at the beginning of this year, my New Year's resolution is to leave the continent of North America. And so I'm happy to say you guys have kept me accountable. I am leaving North America in April. <laughs> I'm so relieved you didn't say leave the country. I know. Going to Hawaii. I, I, I just yeah. could, have been, could have been a major mess right there. That would have been a meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey, congratulations to you and Cheers. Southwest. If you're listening, um, we would love for you to sponsor us. Yeah. All we're asking yeah. is for free travel to anywhere we want. That's right. And we will put you At on the time. Young Adult Podcast. Yeah. So. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Siri? Is Siri talking? Siri. Siri wants in on this deal. Okay. Siri, come on now. Um, okay, so guys, we brought Jesse in. This week, we are about to jump into a conversation on how to navigate transition. I feel like this goes without saying, but your 20s is probably the time in life where you will experience the most transition probably ever in, in a 10-year span. Most people in their 20s will jump from like college or schooling to a career. Um, you're, you're more likely to change careers at any time in life than you are in your 20s. Um, statistically, your 20s are when you will move a city mm-hmm. or relocate for a career, a loved one, um, a romance, who knows. And then in your 20s and maybe early 30s is normally when most people make the jump from dating to marriage. Mm-hmm. And so... So much life transition happens in your 20s, and we believe as followers of Jesus, there's a way to transition well. And so today we want to talk about how to best navigate the transitional seasons in your life. And Jesse, mm-hmm. I know you have just walked mm-hmm. through a season of change and transition, honestly, kind of compacted within the last year, year and a half yeah. of your life. And so we want you to just share your story. Um, tell people about how the last year or so your life, all the change all the transition that's taken place for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, so much change has happened for me <laughs> in the last year and a half. Um, so at the end, or uh, let's say summer 2019, I um, got engaged to Connor. Yay. Pop the question. Oh. Um, and then two months later, we got married. Right, wow. Right two before, months. Right away. Yes, literally right away. <laughs> that's awesome. Very mm-hmm. short engagement. I don't know if I recommend it. It was, it was <laughs> quick and it was nice, but oh, it was a lot of work. Give um, us the truth. Yes. <laughs> uh, so got married um, right before we got married, like the week before I moved from Los Angeles to Denver. Mm. Um, so so all at once, everything changed. Um, I thought I was prepared for it, and turns out I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> turns out it was a lot. Um, when the dust settled, um, when everything, you know, came to a stop, you know, all the crazy calm down. Um, yeah, I, I felt this wave of sadness come mm-hmm. over me. And at the time, I didn't know this. Now I define it as grief. I was actually mm-hmm. grieving my my singleness, my old life. Independence. Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, I was really confused by it at the time because here I was, newly married, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a new city. And I, I usually take change in stride. I, yeah. I've, I've, I moved around a lot when I was younger, and it was never – I never was sad. I always mm-hmm. loved it. I like change. You mm-hmm. know, it's fun. Yeah. New scenery, change of pace. Um, but this this change was a lot. And Connor was so great. He listened to me. He let me cry it out. He let me process <laughs> it. And, um, but yeah, I was sad. And – and to be honest, I I um, was probably a little more distant from God because I was mad. I was upset. Mm. I'm like, I am newly married, and I should just be, you know, in all the newlywed vibes. I'm bliss. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I was just that's what I knew. I no one ever told me to expect or not expect, but no one ever prepared me that this could happen. Yeah, it could be a little rough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and so I I would pray and I, but I would just be frustrated. And and to be honest, it wasn't until. Um, Honestly, summer of 2020, and you guys know 2020 was crazy. Yeah. So there was a lot of loneliness and a lot of other weird elements mm-hmm. that most yeah. people don't have to go through in their first year of marriage. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it wasn't until summer of, of 2020, Conrad reached oh. out to Connor. Thanks to the Thesses <laughs> over here. Um, Conrad reached out and was just like, hey, we want to get into a small group. We'd love to have you guys. And, um, and it wasn't until we really got intentional about our community mm-hmm. and just just having friends mm-hmm. to talk yeah. to and hang with and 
and other married friends. That was really refreshing to be yeah. like, oh, what? Yeah. Whitney, do you, you guys argue about this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. tell me about that. It was just, <laughs> it was really refreshing, and um, it just, it just really renewed me. And so, thank you. Aww. I honor you for that. Oh, um, Jesse, pulled you. me out of my weird. Uh, I guess like moving from LA, you know, big city and Denver's a big city as well, but um, very creative minded, Mm. like-minded humans. Um, I know we've like kind of talked offline about just moving from a city like that hustle and bustle. Who do you Mm -hmm. know to coming to Denver? Like what made you want to switch? Like what, what, what was like the string prompting that you're like, ah, it's time for a change. Oh, you guys, L.A. is such a beautiful, amazing city, but it's also, the like, the hardest city. Mm-hmm. And I think I lived there for a total of five years. Mm-hmm. And when I met Connor, he he lived there for roughly two years. Mm-hmm. And actually, at the, at the tail end of our relationship, he decided to move go ahead and move back to Denver, which is where he's originally from. That's kind of how yeah. we've landed in Denver. Okay. Um, yeah, so decided to move back. So we were long distance for the last portion of our relationship. And I think he inspired me. Um, seeing him just <laughs> just be rested, yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly, yeah. just like just he was just calm and and stress free, and um, there is a certain I don't know, like I, I think L A can be intoxicating sometimes, mm-hmm. just the you know the celebrities and the mm-hmm. nice things, and and I think. Um, it's equally uh, like there's just so many temptations and it's just it can be a really challenging place for someone who's trying to pursue a life of purity and and, and, you know holiness Mm -hmm. and I so I saw Connor I witnessed Connor get to a place um, when he moved back to Denver when he moved home um, he was just healthy Mm -hmm. and and I realized oh I think when I think when I think on our marriage when I think on Mm -hmm. what I want for my life um, I want that Mm-hmm. And and I just couldn't I I couldn't see that happening in LA. So that was kind of what really prompted that decision. And, yeah. and I also just love Denver. Denver's yeah. awesome. We mm-hmm. would come visit throughout our relationship. We'd visit his family. We'd come to Red Rocks Church, and I just loved it. I loved all the people. There was definitely um, there was definitely a like God was highlighting Denver for us. That's and cool for me specifically. And mm-hmm. um, and I I know when Connor and I really decided to fully make the decision to get married. Um, the peace that I had about Denver because he had so much peace about Denver. He wanted to be in Denver. It was almost like another reassurance that yeah. we're meant to get married. And, yeah, yeah. and this is where we're going to start our life together. There mm-hmm. was not any, there wasn't any friction of like, no one was sacrificing. Like we yeah. both wanted to be in Denver. That's so. cool. So, and yeah. I love hearing like that side of things <clears throat> because I think a lot of times as young adults, we really over romanticize this like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have change. Like you said, mm. I can take this in stride. I'm going to you know, get married, I'm going to find my person, this next city. And then you kind of get into it and you're like, I know there's peace here. I know there's health here, Mm -hmm. but then there's like this tension and maybe this, and then you kind of start to second guess God and you kind of start to, was this really the right decision? Mm -hmm. And so can you, um, maybe I guess for you, for you guys, it was like community Mm -hmm. that kind of like pulled you out. But, um, was there any like moment where you're like, God, you spoke to me in this way or like verse or anything like that, that really helped really speak that you can speak to some young adult that maybe has come from Denver, moved to LA or moved Mm -hmm. to Oregon or wherever. And they're Mm -hmm. like, ah, this wasn't really what I thought God Mm -hmm. had for me here. And you just question. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. (laughs) So here's the thing. I think, um, I think we can overcomplicate things sometimes in our walk with God. I, I personally, when I, felt a prompting to move to Denver when I felt like I needed to move to LA. I I've I've not heard the audible voice of God. Mm-hmm. I've never heard, you know, yeah. move to Denver, mm-hmm. you know. I, yeah. I I feel like um as co-heirs and as uh children of God, um when we feel a stirring, when something's when you're feeling a friction, when you're when something's feeling unsettled, mm-hmm. I believe um so Psalm 37:4 is like my is my verse. I love it. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I just think it's so like God that when we delight ourselves in him, that 
it's actually his desires that mm-hmm. we're feeling, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. actually, his, and vice versa, like, my desires are his desires, and his desires are mine. Mm-hmm. And and so I think when we feel a stirring, when we feel something, um, like I said, an unsettling, so to speak, um, I think we shouldn't move on every emotion that we feel, but I think that is God speaking to us in our spirits. And, yeah. and so I, I, I would just say to anyone who is maybe in a place that um, – you're, you're maybe trying to decide, do I make this decision? What do I do? I, I haven't heard from God. I don't know. I just think it's not a mistake that you're even asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, give yourself a 30,000-foot view. You know, yeah. get alone with God and ask God to, like, give you perspective. Mm-hmm. And then really just, really just, like, identify what are the desires of your heart because mm-hmm. those aren't there by mistake. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. that answer your question? That's I just, so good. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we overcomplicate it. And yeah. it just is so simple with God. If we move, he's yeah. with us. Yeah. When, when we are pursuing a life of holiness and when we're pursuing, you know, a sinless life, which is not possible, but when we're trying, yeah. you know, when we're, when we're in communion with God, I just, like, you don't, you can't make a bad decision because he loves you, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? He's yeah. not, not going to open doors or put something in your heart that isn't, isn't there um, intentionally, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? No, that's so good. Yeah. I, think, I think that's one of the biggest um, frustrations and hesitations that people feel is this um, fear that when they when they start to like feel like man I, I feel like transition is about to happen um, that something could go wrong or like there is a right and a wrong decision mm-hmm. that yeah. they could walk through yeah. and so I think um, as a young adult like navigating that what would you say because you said something that I thought was really cool and I, I kind of had a similar experience when I moved out to Denver. You said that God started highlighting Denver mm-hmm. to you. I think so many of us, when we feel transition coming, coming, we would love this hard yes or I hard know. no. I know. It was sort of like the Gideon effect of like mm-hmm. we put out a fleece. Okay, God, like make it wet in the morning, and He doesn't. Okay, keep it dry, and like you know, like give me an actual tangible sign. You went from uh, transitioning from single to married, mm-hmm. LA to Denver. Um, freelance photography and, and creative assets and things of that mm-hmm. nature to working with our worship team as a creative director. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you personally feel like you were hearing from God in those moments about those changes? Because uh, as you said, I, I don't think there's necessarily like a right or wrong, like a, hey, you got it right or you missed it. Mm-hmm. But I do think we can hear from God and his highlightings. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, that phrase really jumped out to me. So maybe just talk to somebody who they kind of feel this stirring and this prompting. What are some ways where we can maybe hear from God in times where we feel like he's leading us mm-hmm. to a place of transition? Okay, the first thing that comes to mind, and I should have mentioned this before, but spiritual authority. Like mm-hmm. I, I have never heard God's voice more than, than when I sit down with someone who has wisdom and who's, you know, maybe a, a few years ahead of me or someone that I trust, a pastor, mm-hmm. whoever that might be, um, and just ask their opinion. Um, I don't think we should open up, you know, ask everyone for opinions because they're yeah. all going to be different. But, yeah. but if you have or need someone in your life, you know, I, I think identify the people in your life that could be a spiritual authority. And um, that would be that would be number one. If I'm having a hard time hearing from God, I go to my spiritual authority. Um, I just think there's so much blessing and honor on that. And um, so, yeah, that would be my number one thing. And that is how I I felt like I made certain decisions and knew, you know, the timing is right. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, when I'm speaking, when I'm when I'm thinking on mine and Connor's engagement season into marriage and like where we should live and where we should go, um, our pastor. our pastor that married us, you know, we sat with him for breakfast for like three hours one mm. morning and we're like telling him our dreams and our desires and, and, and it, and it like, it made so much sense that that needed to start in Denver for us. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, spiritual authority, I think is so important. And, um, uh, yeah, you asked me, how did I know Denver was highlighted? Oh man. I honestly, like, I think, I think we would travel to Denver. We would come to Red Rocks Church. We would, um, we would spend time with people. We would make sure to sow seeds while we were here, mm-hmm. um, solely because Connor's family was here, and and we just we love the vibe of the city. We've been to a lot of cities where we love the vibe. There's people there we love. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. There's churches we've been to, um, but Denver mm-hmm. and specifically, 
um, yeah, I think we just followed the peace. I followed mm-hmm. the peace. It felt peaceful. Yeah. It felt peaceful. Okay. Yeah. Um, does that answer your question? Oh, no, yeah, totally. Because kind of like what I was saying, I think so many of us want this, like, plane to fly overhead and be like, this yeah. is right, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But when you were saying that God highlights for you, I remember yeah. when I when I was first thinking about coming out to Denver, I'd never thought about Denver before. Um and I was I was an intern at a church, and I was just about to graduate. Um, and I remember praying one day, and I felt like God just put Denver on my heart, which was like weird because yeah. I'd never even I'd like literally driven through Denver. I don't even think mm-hmm. I'd stopped um, in Denver. And then um, Denver just kind of kept on coming up through like random conversations or whatever. And so I think God has this like unique <clears throat> way of highlighting yeah. things, yeah. which which I think was cool. Like when you said that, I think that's so true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So when he does that, you feel like God's highlighting something in your life and you're like, man, I feel like I'm being nudged in this direction. Um, you said you follow peace, but where does like the faith element come in? Because mm-hmm. in any transition, in any change I've ever experienced in my life, even from marrying my wife, Erin, who I love, who I know was the person I was, you know, quote unquote, supposed to marry, if you believe in the one or not, whatever, like, Aaron's amazing. Mm-hmm. There were still moments where I was like, oh, this is going to require some faith yeah. to like, yeah. to like yeah. make this happen, even though I love this girl. Um, so talk about like, what it, what is the element of not just like feeling God nudging you? Where do you have to come in and mm-hmm. take that step and say, all right, I've, I've got to put faith in this decision, mm-hmm. like towards God. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this reminds me in 2016 when I moved, I've, I've lived in LA twice. So the second time I moved out there, I had zero dollars in my bank account. I, I re- I was sharing an apartment with this girl. I had this random job that one of my friends, um, so graciously gave me. And I just remember being like, God, <laughs> I know I want to be back in LA and I know you've put this desire in my heart. I go back to that. You know, I did I never I never felt an audible go to LA. Um, but I knew that I had a desire to go. And I I literally that was literally faith in motion for me because I just didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how and I knew I wanted to be a freelance photographer in LA. Mm-hmm. Again, I literally knew no one and yeah. I had no money. And wow. again, the two things I did have which are important were half of a room to share and a job. (laughs) That's all I had. And I just remember having moments where I would drive around and just, I would be freaking out, freaking out because I had no, I had nothing. I didn't know how I was going to reach these dreams. You know, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, And I just feel like just trusting, like that was my faith in motion. And I can look back at that decision. I felt the nudging and then I just did it. I just, it's like Mm -hmm. Ronnie talked about it a few weeks ago, jumping off the cliff. Like you just trust, you just trust in the fall. Mm -hmm. Because again, I go back to this. This is the revelation that I've had in my life because I'm a co-heir of Christ, because I'm a child of God. I will. I can't fail, mm-hmm. and because I because I'm asking God for childlike faith. God, give me childlike faith. I mm-hmm. just want to be bold with my decisions and just know. I'm just gonna faith like a mustard seed. You know, that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all it takes. Uh, and I feel like that's what I had moving to LA. And I can look back at that decision and and the fear and the anxiety and the stress that I had of like, how am I gonna make it? How am I gonna do this? I can look back at that decision and the time I spent with the Lord in those few months, because it really wasn't, it was like three months later, I was working freelance as a photographer and I was, I was in church. All the things that I had been praying for were happening because I was just taking steps. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to, I went to a few churches in LA, didn't know a soul, but walked in. I just, I put myself in uncomfortable situations where I had, I literally had nothing but the Lord to rely on and just trusting, just trusting. Yeah. I can look back at that decision and I know um, I, we went to Zoe Church in LA, and that's where I met my husband. That's where I met most of the clients that I work for, even to this day. Mm-hmm. And then meeting Connor led us to Denver, and then Denver became such a beautiful place, a, a pe- you know, a place of peace for me. And then started going to Red Rocks Church, and met, you know, started singing with the worship team. Like it's just a ripple mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. And so I think, um, I think, I think it's seriously just jumping, making the step, and then yeah. just trusting, just yeah. trusting. Yeah. yeah, I think you see that all over scripture too. Like <clears throat> every spiritual great mm-hmm. figure um, that we really look up to has always had this initial 
oh my gosh, it's always met with fear. Like there's like a prompting or God yeah. like speaks. Like let's just say like Moses, like yes, he had a burning bush and God did audibly speak to him. <laughs> but that God God didn't give him a step-by-step plan. Yeah. And or like Joshua, you know, he came after Moses and was like, okay, you're going to lead this group of people to a promised land. Yeah. Or like Gideon, I know you kind of mentioned him, but first there was no plan. Yeah. Um, and he was like this little coward hiding in caves. And then he was going to be this courageous warrior, David. I love his story as a shepherd. And um, God calls him to be king, mm. <laughs> anoint him with no plan. He's like, you're the next king. Okay, what does that mean 30 years later? Um, and then Jesus, at, when he ascends, he's like, all right, it's better that I leave you guys. Have fun. There's yeah. no plan. He was like, yeah, yeah it, the Holy Spirit's going to come. They didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think like whenever we make big life transition, man, you, I think you kind of do need to be met with a little bit of like, oh, I, there's a little fear there. Yeah. It's like, I, if I, That's God, if you, you don't show up, yeah. then I, I, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. make it. And <clears throat> I can't imagine, I just want to say this. I, I can't imagine having moved to LA and been like, yeah. oh, so, it's going to be so easy. It's going to be, oh, it's just, yeah. just going to be great. I have all the things laid out. I can't imagine mm-hmm. like what, where I would be now. Cause it would have yeah. been, it just would have been too easy. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 And you do. You have like these moments where you're like, God, you are so good and you're so faithful and your sovereignty is for me. But there's never a step by step plan. There's always a prompting. And one of my favorite verses, I actually had um, this incorporated in our wedding uh, vows to one another. And it's Isaiah 30, 21. It says, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears Mm -hmm. will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it. And um, that came at a time where. Um, Israel was getting conquered. They're like getting defeated and they're like, oh, should we put our trust in Egypt? This is like this. We There's confidence in this plan. And God's saying, no, like, trust me. Yeah. And then he says this, like, you'll hear a voice trying to say this is the way walking it in. Um, I was reading this Priscilla Shire. She's one of my favorite speakers, authors. Um, and she said this, she's like, when you face two options, and each seems to please God. So this isn't like a sin issue. This is like, mm-hmm. hey, should I move to this city or this city? Yeah. Yeah. Um, consider the one that displays God's glory, power, and strength. Mm. This makes room for God to reveal himself to you and show himself through you. Don't be fearful about the hard road he may ask you to take. He desires to show himself strong in you and will encourage you to do the things that require trust and faith. It's so good. Oh. It when reminds me, it's like, it reminds me, honestly, you asked me earlier, how did I know to make the choice? How did I know, you mm-hmm. know, to move to Denver? How did I know? Yeah. And it's, it's that, mm-hmm. it's that I knew being here, Connor's healthy, I'm healthy, and we yep. can be the best versions of ourselves to ultimately mm-hmm. love people, love God and love people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. And now being a part of Red Rocks worship, the work that, the work that I'm getting to produce I've had my hands on crazy content, all kinds yeah. of things, big clients, Apple, Netflix, like big content. Mm-hmm. And But it's all so fleeting and temporary. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And like the positioning that I feel like God has given me through decisions, through mm-hmm. faith, through, you know, being fearful but doing it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, now, look what we're getting to do here. Yeah. You know, we're getting to reach the masses yeah. with the message that is the only message mm-hmm. of hope. And and I just think it's that. Like yeah. what decision, what decision glorifies God? What yeah. decision positions you to do what we're here to do, which yeah. is love God and love people. Right. Yeah. And God wastes nothing. Like in yeah. your story, just seeing how God is like weaved together. I mean, we were laughing the other day about how you're doing some rap video. And then two seconds later, you're working on a worship video. And it's just, but that... That has been so redemptive in, like, God's writing a story. So sometimes I think people get so hung up on, oh, I want God to use me to do big things. And he's like, Mm -hmm. well, yes, that will come, but I'm taking you on a journey. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so good what you guys have been saying. Uh, One thing that I I forget who told me this, but um, they're basically the gist of it was you'll never know God is your provider until you need God to provide for you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Good. like yes. you'll, you'll never know God as your as your healer unless you're right. sick. Like so. And so 
I think so often, especially within like uh, America, and 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 this is no knock against the American church at all, but we we live so comfortably yeah. um, that the thought of stretching ourselves, putting ourselves in a place to where if God doesn't show up, I'm literally not paying my bills or you know whatever, yeah. sounds almost insane to us, yeah. irresponsible. Yeah. But I think sometimes when it comes with moments of faith, and listen, God directs these moments. Yeah. Um, it's not just you on a win. Like I've, God, God doesn't foot yeah. the bill. God doesn't pay, pay the check for <laughs> right. something he didn't order. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so good. Yeah, but but like we're so adverse to feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. that the thought of putting ourselves in a situation where we might be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, sounds sounds irrational and irresponsible. When you read through the Bible and you go through Hebrews eleven and the heroes of faith. I mean, God calls Abraham to go to a land he didn't tell him yet. Yeah. If I were to <laughs> yeah. tell my parents I'm moving, where I'm not sure. Yeah. God's yeah. going to tell me. That doesn't. That sounds irresponsible. But I think if you're facing transition in your life, and you feel like God's leading you there, if you're not putting yourself in a precarious spot just for the sake of it, but mm-hmm. you really feel like God's leading you somewhere, mm-hmm. and it seems a little irrational, or it might seem a little like. I don't know what's going to happen. You actually might be in a really great spot mm-hmm. to see, yeah. see God show up in your yeah. life in a way that you never would mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah. When you went to L.A. with nothing in your bank account or whatever, did you ever have those God moments of like, God is all I have, mm-hmm. and so he needs to show up? And yes. did he did he ever <laughs> uh, do that? I mean, that? 100%. And then what I love about it is that he gets all the glory. Yeah. It's nothing that it's not it's something I did. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to put I'm going to intentionally put myself in a position because you love me and I know you're going to take care of me. I'm just going to trust. I'm going to put myself in this position. Uh, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to yeah. do my part. I'm not just yeah. going to sit here and right. be open-handed. Um he provided every time. He provided. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. literally going from that season to then my goal is to be freelance, and if I have any freelancers out there, you know that that's that's mm-hmm. like a faith filled life in itself because <laughs> you literally don't have a paycheck. You yeah, know? your money comes from the the work that you put in. So so I just feel like even that that decision to move out there with no money, it was just like a small preparation mm-hmm. <laughs> for the life that I was I didn't even realize I was choosing. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is just being you know a creative and not wanting to be you know in a you know, I guess a regular job, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say too, if you are, if you are in a, if you find yourself in a place where um, maybe you want to build your faith or you want to grow your faith or you feel like you know, um, you want to make the decision, but you're just crippled by the fear of it, I would ask God for opportunities and in small ways, you know, mm-hmm. to to put your, because it's like a muscle. We have to build our faith. Yeah. We have to work mm-hmm. it out. And we have to figure out what does that look like for me. Um, I would ask yeah. God to I would ask God to put you in positions um, where you have to mm-hmm. you have to act on faith. Like you can't, yeah. yeah. You know, whether that's talking to someone at the grocery store and just telling them Jesus loves them, or mm-hmm. whether that's like you know when you don't have a lot of money, paying for someone's meal, or I I don't know what that looks like, but yeah. But I would say God will God will answer that, like because He wants mm-hmm. us to to live faith-filled lives. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Transition is faith. I mean, yeah. it truly is. It's yeah. like, so, yeah. Um, just with just with every transition I feel like in life, sometimes we get faced with these like, oh my gosh, what did I just do <laughs> yeah. moments. Like yeah. we can, I remember when I first moved out to Denver, I packed my little Civic, mm-hmm. waved goodbye <laughs> to my parents. I can almost like play it like a movie in my head. Like I remember pulling out. I remember Were you like- you married at this time? No, I was single oh. as I could be. Um, and I was driving out uh, across the country from Virginia to Denver. And I, I'm not I'm not even kidding you. Like a Switchfoot album had just come out uh, and I was like playing it. And I guess one of the songs is like really reflective. And I was a couple hours outside of Virginia. And it I just got hit with this moment of like, Oh, I love it. I could turn I, around. I could yeah, turn yeah, around. Like, what did I just <laughs> do? Um, you know, cause oh yeah, you have like, you pray about it. You have all this faith that seems so great. And then it's time to make the change. Yeah. You get on the plane, you get in your car, mm-hmm. you pack your bags and walk out yeah. your door mm-hmm. for the last time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Oh, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. When you went out to LA or even when you came out to Denver, did you have any of those like, 
oh crap moments of like, oh, oh my gosh, what did I do? And how do you, how do you kind of reorient yourself around like, no, I think this is right. Like, how do you almost ground your faith when you feel like you made the step, you took, you took the jump and now you're having these second thoughts of like, what did I do? Did I really hear from God? Am, am I just a total idiot for trying to do this? Or is this a faith thing that God's calling me to? Yeah. Well, first of all, I let myself be in the moment. I try because I think as Christians, we can we can glaze over our emotions like oh, I shouldn't feel that. So let me just uh, let me get out of that really fast. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I can to just not feel sad anymore. And I sometimes I do think it is important to like recognize and identify what am I feeling? What just taking a moment, mm-hmm. you know, just checking in with myself. Um, but then going back to the promise, the promise that he will never leave or forsake me. And, and because, again, I go back to. I'm a child of God, and he, he's got me. Mm-hmm. I think of, you were mentioning just some of the greats, you know, in the Bible. I think of Noah when God's, like, build an ark, and, you know, it's going to rain, and it's like, okay, God, like, all the animals will come and everything. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, I'm sure he had moments where he had to go back <laughs> to the promise, which, like, mm-hmm. God, I think if you're feeling a nudging, like, God has spoken to you. And if we really, if we really dig deep, I think, I think we, you know what the promise is, and the promise is is that he's with you. He's just never going to leave you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, in those moments, especially when I first was in Denver and I was sad and I was confused why, I, oh, my gosh, Connor and I had so many conversations where I'm like, literally, it's sad to say I'm just going to get vulnerable, make it deep for a second, but we were like, did we make the right decision getting married? Like, did we, am I... Should I have not moved to Denver? Like, should we be in L.A.? It was very confusing. Yeah. And every time I just went back to the promise, to the mm-hmm. promise. Like, I'm, I follow the peace. God led me here. God mm-hmm. led me to Connor. He led us to mm-hmm. Denver. And it, it, like, when I gave myself that 30,000-foot view, it, it made sense. It mm-hmm. made sense as to why we were here. It, and, and now it's, I think, I think you have those moments of clarity when things start to actually unfold, you know. Now that I'm mm-hmm. here working for Red Rocks Worship, it all makes sense. All of it makes sense to me now, everything mm-hmm. I went through. And so, yeah, I think I would just, I went back to the promise mm-hmm. when God spoke to me, when I felt that nudging and the excitement that I felt. I don't think that's a mistake. You know, when yeah. you were when you were right before moving to Colorado, the excitement you felt, that's yeah. not a mistake. That's there for a reason. And yeah. mm-hmm. I just think when we have those moments of like, oh, no, what did I do? It just makes us human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just got to power Doubt. through those moments. Yeah. And, um, and just remember the promise. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, and God is a God of moments. Yeah. <clears throat> peaks and valleys. Yeah. And I know for Conrad, my husband, he, I mean, his whole life was on the trajectory of corporate world, corporate finance, and went to school for it, had amazing internships in it. Um, and there was a moment in where someone had called him, out and he just had always felt like I'm doing I'm going through the motions but I don't know if this is like my calling I don't know if this is like my purpose and he was in like a amazing job and when that um there's a guest speaker that had come to town and he at the retreat and there's always this like moment up at Crooked Creek this little spot where it happened and Conrad always like kind of returns to that it's just so vivid every time we go up there and where he was just like hey I could be way off here, but you have like a strong call of ministry in your life. And Conrad at the time was like, I'm drowning in my corporate job. But like, I feel like how is, how, where this doesn't lead. Ah, I don't even know where the next step would be. Yeah. Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat. (laughs) And, uh, and I was talking to him about about it uh, this morning, actually. And I said, Conrad, like what transition because for me and you, Jesse, it feels very, like, exciting almost. Mm-hmm. But for someone like Conrad, very logical. Um, his mm-hmm. faith journey isn't really defined by, like, a ton of moments. It's very much like, I'm obedient. I've obeyed. I've been faithful. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, served. That's, that's Aaron. Yeah, yeah. disciplined. Very, very disciplined. Logical, very disciplined and just faithful. Yes. And I think yeah. that's a lot of people that are listening. Yeah. And, on that, and he said that this morning. He said, you know, I think when transition like people don't ever like see themselves like in a bad spot like I envisioned myself this way for so long and my parents have envisioned me for so long and I think that's why transition is really hard for a lot of people Connor to your point like what am I doing because I it's not bad like I've envisioned my life this way for so many years and God kind of 
yeah. will come and kind of tap you on the shoulder. And it's disassociating yourself with what you've once thought, your plan, your purpose, your path, and then going another way. But um, he is so faithful. Yeah. And that next um, summer, Andrew Matrone actually reached out and was like, hey, join the internship. He was making mm-hmm. bomb money to going to making no money. And there wow. was this like, it, it really was, it was like God opening doors and being faithful. And so I do think like, man, there is a trust aspect and yeah. he does want to move through faith. And that was like a big moment for Conrad. So, um, yeah, God has got a moment. It's like he yeah. will be faithful in your journey, whether you are like me and Jesse yeah. and you want to be like, woohoo, let's do it. Or someone like Conrad where it's like, oh, yeah, you, transition's really hard. Yeah. But I'll never leave you. That's yeah. a good point, Jess. I'm a jumper and Aaron's a clinger. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I will jump at yep. anything that sounds new and exciting. And and honestly, I weirdly, I don't know if Connor's that way or not. If he's a clinger, I know mm-hmm. Conrad is. I almost feel like God pairs you with your polar opposite <laughs> yeah, to, like, to, like, ground you a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, yeah. I, would, I would never know what it's like to be, like, rooted and planted and, mm-hmm. and really dig roots somewhere. Yeah. And I've still got dreams. I've still got ambitions and, and adventure still lies ahead mm-hmm. for me. But I would never know the blessing that comes with staying rooted and planted if it wasn't for Aaron. Yeah. We, yeah. we would have moved to 20 Spend. new cities by now <laughs> yeah. if, if it yeah. was like me calling all the shots. Yeah. Um, but real quick, as, as we kind of start to wrap up, over the past two years, and I, I know I said this before, you went from single to married, mm-hmm. from L.A. to Denver, city to city, and then from freelance to now still doing some freelance stuff, but primarily you're helping Red Rocks worship. Each one of those calls for a different mindset, emotional toll, um, all of that. Could you, for our listeners, maybe somebody is single and they're about to get engaged and start that married process. Maybe somebody's got a new job on the horizon or they're just looking for a change and they're going to move cities. Could you give a piece of advice when it comes to transition about those three areas of life? If you could really just kind of, doesn't have to be the perfect advice, but just something that God showed you, taught you, helped you from, we'll start with your relationship from single to engaged to married. What's one thing in that transition if somebody else is walking through that, that you could say, Hey, Think about this, focus on this, and this might help you in this season. Mm, yes. Okay, so hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just be in the season. So often I think we, we're in a season, and engagement is a perfect example, and we're so ready to be married because we want to, yeah. you know, do all the things <laughs> that come along with marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if, I, if I could go back, I would shake myself. If I was, like, talking to me engaged, I would shake myself and say, just be in the moment. Be mm. in the moment um, because it just it goes so quickly, it goes yeah. so quickly, and and even in the hard moments when you want every when you want nothing but to be out of that moment, you know, out of that space, out of that you know hard time, that rough patch, whatever. Um, I just think, I think just like be in it, allow mm-hmm. yourself to go through the motions and be present, be present. That's the biggest piece piece of advice I would give myself and someone who who is walking through that season. Because now, <clears throat> now I'm married, and now I have the full time job, and it's all mm-hmm. it's all here, and all the things that I prayed yeah. for because I was faithful. God gave me, and he, you know that's a part of my story now. And I think back on those moments of, of like how badly I wanted to be out of those moments. Uh huh. Yeah. What is that Michael Scott Scott quote? Modern day prophet. Uh, he's like, I wish someone told me the. There were good, the good times when I was in it. What you know? Yes. What, yeah, what, what did wish, he say? I think it's Andy Bernard actually. Oh, Andy Bernard. Come on, Whitney. But, <laughs> um, I, I wish somebody told me we were living in the good old days. Yeah. Or something when like we that. When we were in them. When we were yeah. in them. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so true though. Mm-hmm. It really it is. is. Like, because we look back and you think on, you know, oh, that was so fun. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be in that season again. Totally. Yeah. Even in, like, you would take the hard times again. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. just to go back to that. Mm-hmm. 2019 over 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though. All right, maybe somebody's looking to shift cities. Um, mm-hmm. New cultures, new paces of life, moving from L.A. to Denver, totally different vibes. What's a piece of advice you would give somebody that's maybe looking to make a big jump from a diff- from where they live now to maybe another another city? Okay. First of all, be open-handed. Okay. Take take the change as it comes, and if there are disappointments, take those as they come too, because there will be. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we as humans we put expectations on things, 
we have this idea in our mind. Like you said, Conrad, never you don't you don't see yourself having bad days. You don't anticipate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be mm-hmm. sad on this day. Yeah. Yeah. So take it in stride. Um, if you're questioning, should I move? Should I not move? I think I think again, give yourself a thirty thousand foot view. Ask yourself why you're questioning. You know, mm-hmm. if there's something stirring in you, and mm-hmm. ask God, He will reveal it. He will reveal it through a person, through Scripture. He'll reveal it through you know a, a quote, a meme. I don't know how He speaks <laughs> to you, but He will. He yeah. will make it clear. Um, and honestly, sometimes it again give yourself perspective, and it, sometimes it's the prompting, it's the feeling that is the sign, um, and and just don't complicate it. Don't complicate it. I think yeah. just do it. Just go for it. The, the details they will come. Put the work in, mm-hmm. and God will meet you. That's awesome. Yeah, and end well. Yeah, that's something Scott Brigman oh, always said. Yes. End well. Yeah, wherever yeah. you are, mm-hmm. end well. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. Any any different advice for somebody that's listening and, and maybe going to make a career shift? I mean, I feel like everything you've said so far from single to married, city to city has been gold. But somebody's looking to make a shift in their career. Any any piece of advice for that specific type of transition or change? Oh, let's see. I'm still in it. Gosh, did I make the right choice, guys? <laughs> As of like three weeks ago, here I am. You know, um, I I just would say I I never saw myself. Um, Again, I'm bold. I want I want change. I like the mm-hmm. I like the excitement of life, traveling and mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> it was a really hard moment Connor and I had at the end of 2020 where it it just wasn't working anymore. It wasn't working that pace. And and I go back to just being open-handed. Be open-handed. Um and and I saw things I felt a friction that a change needed to happen. You know, traveling, like I said, traveling to L.A., mm-hmm. um, the hustle that is L.A., the hustle that is the freelance life, uh, it just was not working for us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became open-handed. And and so from September, that's when that was, that like just this, we had this moment of clarity um, from September until December. I, I was just like, God, I know you're going to provide. I know it's all going to make sense. And then that's when I got the call um, about the full-time role. And then that, it, that coming onto the table, it, it, God opened this, I don't know, he opened it up in my heart. Like, I kind of want a dog. <laughs> I want yeah. a dog. I want to like <laughs> nine to five. I don't want to travel so much. I it yeah. just like, I don't know, a shit, something happened in me. Mm-hmm. So, so I would just say, um, yeah, evaluate yourself, evaluate where you are mentally. Are you healthy? Are you sleeping? Are you, because mm-hmm. while, you know, the freelance life was cool and glamorous and it, you know, f- for a moment it would be fun when people would be like, oh, what are you working on this week? And it mm-hmm. was something new and exciting it 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 was just it was like I don't know a temporary high and then Mm -hmm. it went away really quickly but I realized I was just like overworked and wasn't sleeping and couldn't invest in my friends you know so it's like um so yeah that's again I'm still in it I'm still making the transition from freelance to full-time but um but I I feel like it was um, the right move, you know, and it yeah. it was it was just what was good for my family and yeah, it, it yeah I I could talk about it for a long time. It, it's hard. It's of course hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's confusing and it's yeah. different. Um, but it's it, I think yeah, it's the right move. Mm-hmm. I know this is not making sense. No, right no, right. that's no, that's awesome. It's funny you say that because. Even when I got married, I was like, I could live in a shoebox studio apartment in downtown Manhattan or Brooklyn, you know, and have my backyard be a, a concrete sidewalk and yeah, like my yeah. whole life. Like that charges me up for some reason. And then when we had Ezra, um, my daughter, it was weird. I, I, I had this spot of like, it'd be cool for her to have a yard. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like your desire, you, things shift yeah, a little you're, bit. You're, and I think there will always be a part of me that gets energized off a city and just yeah. weirdly being an introvert, like outside of my job, I think I get charged uh-huh. from like different, like from exterior sources. And, yeah, yeah. and so, but it is funny. You said that, like when you got like, what's best for my family? Like for me now, like for Aaron and I, we talk, we're like, it's not just us now. Like, what yeah. do we want to give Ezra? Like, do we want her to, have a sidewalk or do we want her to have a little grass somewhere, (laughs) you know? So Mm -hmm. that's cool. That's awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Jess, thanks so much for being here. Any, any final thoughts on navigating transition and Mm -hmm. just the crazy season that is your twenties, anything you want to throw in before we close out here? Yeah. We touched on this a little bit, but God, 
does not write a story of a tightrope <clears throat> and you yeah. fall off and it's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. But better, not, better luck next time. No, like he's a god of like wide places. And Psalm 18, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but it says you have put, you have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. And so mm-hmm. whatever you go, whether you're a nurse, a doctor, <clears throat> you're in the corporate world, you're in ministry, um, man, like what Jesse was saying, God will never leave you. Yeah. And he'll be in any way. I mean, and we're not talking about sin. Like yeah. we all fall short of the glory of God, yes, but I'm talking about this job or this job, this place or this place. Man, yeah. there's a wide place for your pe- for your feet to yeah. step. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I would just second that. I think it's be open handed and just trust that God's not gonna leave you. Just like what said, he's not mm-hmm. going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Yeah. And and honestly, even if you find yourself in a place where you've made a decision and you're unhappy, that's okay too because mm-hmm. God will direct your steps. Yeah, he'll use yeah. it. Yes, mm-hmm. he, it's a part of your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's awesome. And I think it's so cool. God is a God of stories. Like, yeah. He revealed himself to us through the story of his mm-hmm. word. And mm-hmm. and Jesus wasn't just like a flash in a pan moment. He he walked with people. He taught yeah. in stories. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. God is so much about the narrative of life. Um, mm-hmm. And so to sit back, to enjoy it, to trust it, um, it's just part of the journey. Yeah. So. You know what? I do have one more thought, actually. Give I it think to us. Just the last, <laughs> last thought. Um, a pastor said to me one time, this is another story for another time. My story is all about redemption and just God making things, making a bad path the right path. And mm-hmm. a pastor said to me, even when you're on plan Z for your life, God has a special way of making it um, like it was always plan A. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah. just trust that. Yeah. You know, yeah. just so rest, rest in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's good. He's for you. He cares yeah. about you. And and your life isn't a test. It's yeah. it's a yes. it's yeah it's just a, an opportunity to bring him glory and to get to know him better and share him with people. So, guys, thanks so much for joining, Whitney. You're always here. <laughs> Jess, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for sharing yeah. your story, for yes. talking about the highs and lows. I, I think this will resonate so well with everybody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. would you do us the honor of of praying us out before yes. we close? I would love to. Awesome. Uh, Dear God, we just come to you right now, and um, we just thank you for the opportunity that it is to breathe and and make decisions and have the opportunity to to have transition and change, and that, um, you know— May we be content but never satisfied, God. May you just, may you just give us a deep longing for, um, <clears throat> for contentment. But, but that that change, I don't know, just reassures that change is good. Change is who you are. I pray that we're we're always evolving. We're always changing until we reach heaven. I, I don't ever want to stop changing and um, and looking around. I want to always be growing and growing and. Um, my relationship with you, and I just I just speak that over every person that's listening, um, over Whitney and Connor. Um, I just I just thank you, God, that you give us those opportunities to just become better, so that we can love you and love your people. Um, we just love you so much, God. I thank you for life. I thank you for it. Um, all the gratitude <laughs> in your name. I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Jesse, thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much for being here with us. Be sure to tune in next week for a totally new podcast. And whatever platform that you listen to, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything else, YouTube, I'm not sure. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you know anybody that is in a transition period of life or just somebody comes to mind that this could help, give it a share. Let them know that we are here. We love you guys so much and we will see you again next week. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.